0: Uh, It's great to be with you. I trust that God has been speaking to you already this morning. Isn't it great just to experience his presence afresh? And uh, what I wanted to do this morning was to grab the opportunity to stop and to think about KCC, who we are and what we're about. So that is the title for today. That's our theme. Every so often it's good to take stock about what we're doing as a family together. And so that's what we're going to do, looking about who we are and what we're about and uh, So I'm going to be restating, revisiting some of the things that have been said before because they're important to us. And it's so, it's so good to remind ourselves of what it is that we're trying to do. So first of all, who we are? Well, our name is King's Community Church. Or as John Telford would tell you if he was here, we're not just King's Community Church, we're THE King's Community Church. That is our official name. Our name tells us about who we are. We're the kings. There's an apostrophe there. It's not kings plural. I see that written lots of times. It does frustrate me. As an ex-teacher, apostrophes are still important and they serve a purpose. And in this case, the apostrophe is the possessive apostrophe. It means we are, in the pos- we are owned by someone. We belong to someone. We belong to the king. And it also means we are for him. We have a purpose. So, whenever you say to people, Oh, I go to King's Community Church, or you write down the name or you see it, it's a reminder that we are belonging to the King, the King of Kings. We're not just a random bunch of people thrown together, although sometimes it feels like that. We belong to the King, and we're here for the King. We're community. You know, right from the start of this church's history, community was one of the very first thoughts. And so it was put in our name. We want to be community. And we're also here for the community around us. And we're church, a gathering of Christians. So that's who we are. What are we about? Well, this is where the banners come in. This is what we're about. they They're beautiful fantastic designs, some great phrases on there, but they're not just there for decoration. They're there to remind us about who we're about. And so really for the rest of my time this morning, I want to just talk through some of this stuff, particularly focusing on this banner here, our vision. But let's have a little look. These are some of the things that express what we're about. So we've got our values here. These are the, 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 the key things that underpin what we're doing grace. You know, we're here because God loves us, because he has done it all. There's nothing that we can do to earn his love, his forgiveness. He delights in loving us, forgiving us. Everything we do is because of him, as it says there in that phrase. And because of his grace, it leads us on to our next value, which is why we make no apology For spending extended times worshipping him in his presence, being in his presence whenever we gather. In fact, often when we gather, not just on a Sunday morning, but in groups, prayer meetings, you will find us worshipping. Because it's an overflow. When we get hold of the grace that he loves us, you know, we can't help, but it flows out of us. We want to sing, we want to declare his goodness. So we always give lots of time to worship. The Word, another key value for us. The Bible, it is the ultimate authority from God. Everything we say and do as a church must come back to that. It's our plumb line. We must see, does it measure up to what it says in Scripture? And we're devoted to teaching and helping you explain it. We, 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 you know, what I'm doing now, What we make a point of exploring the Bible regularly. And encouraging you in in feeding yourself, reading your Bible at home, or on the train, or wherever you are. Making a point of feeding yourself because it's so important. The Word is our spiritual food. Most of us make sure that we eat physically every day, several times a day. Maybe more than several times a day. Our attitude should be like that with the Word. Making sure we're regularly feeding. Church. Church is a key value. We believe that every Christian is made to be part of a community. There's no such thing as lone Christians. Christians, the moment someone says yes to Jesus, becomes a Christian. They're part of a worldwide family. Yes, as the universal church, but also that idea of being stuck in, which is why you're here today. And mission. We have good news. We're called to take it out and tell the world about it. So there are values that underpin everything we do. Our goals, these came around many years ago. The, the three I's, international, influential, integrated. So we're called to have an influence. We're called to have an influence wherever we go, individually but also as a church. Everywhere we, we tread, we can shape the culture for God's kingdom. We're called to be international. Our our flags, which are slightly hidden on the stage behind me, from the nations and to the nations. It was an early calling in our church's history to be people that had uh, people from the nations come to us. That's what the flags on this side, on, on your left, my right, people represented in this congregation. And we've had many over the years, and we always celebrate once a year, have an international Sunday. That'll be coming up in the spring next year. But we're also committed to going, sending people. Sending people on missions trips, sending people on long-term. And that's what those flags over there are. It's key to who we are. And we want to see more of that. And we're called to be integrated. All different nationalities, backgrounds, ages coming together, demonstrating one new man in Christ. Yeah, we can all have different backgrounds and histories, but in Christ we are one. And we can demonstrate that to the world around us. How fragmented is our world right now? Our nation, so divided, and yet in Christ we can come together and demonstrate it is possible. And our culture traits over here. This is about what we're, we're trying to be as a group of people. In fact, we want it to be so embedded in who we are when we gather that it's who we are when we go out individually into our workplaces, the streets, Uh, into the shops, we want to be demonstrating these six culture traits that represent different outworkings of love. Integrity, being honest and faithful in our conversations, in our actions. Being generous as we serve one another and those around us, not just with money, but also with our time and our resources. Being courageous, being people who will spur one another on to take risks of faith, steps of faith. Going into situations, doing things that we're going to fall flat on our face unless God comes in. That's the sort of people we want to be and have the attitude, I'm in it, come along with me. Let's spur one another on in that. Honouring. Let's encourage one another, recognise the good. Yes, we're all different, but let's recognise what God has gifted that person with and that person with and encourage them in it. Make a point of thanking people just for being there acceptance, whatever sort of background we're from, whatever sort of a history, let's welcome people in. And forgiveness, always making a point of keeping short accounts. If people upset you, which they will, forgive them, deal with it, love them, and keep resetting that. But they've done it to me before, how dare they do it again? Jesus said, how many times? 7 times 7, 77 and more. He's saying keep doing it. So our values, goals, culture. But this is the one I particularly want to focus on this morning. Our vision. Our vision. Three strands to our vision. This has been who we have been, at, what we've been around about for now for a number of years. And it remains what, what shapes us as a group of people what shapes KCC, but also it should be what impacts and shapes us individually. You know, whoever you are, whatever age you are, these things are for you. You have your part to play, your role to play. If you've been here pretty much since the beginning, 22 years ago, or you've only just walked in the door in the last few weeks... This is what we want you to be grabbing hold of. This is what we're buzzing about as a church. If you're 87, or if you're a few years old and just beginning to grasp it, these are for you. This is what we want everyone to be playing their part. It was so great this morning to have Stephen in the band, to have Luke and Auburn doing PA. You know, it's not just for adults, it's for the youth. You are as much of this church as someone who's officially gone into that 18 and over adult label doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter what nationality you are, this is the calling on you as part of our church. You know, when we say KCC is about his presence, our community, their hope, KCC isn't just one or two people, isn't just the elders, it's you. And so I'm calling you this morning to hear this, hear what I'm saying about it, and think, how can I get on board with this? You know, as elders, when we have our regular meetings we often discuss how we're doing on these areas these three areas what are we doing in the areas that we're overseeing to build towards these three strands and we have those conversations with the leaders as well with with the kids workers the youth leaders with with the welcome team leader whoever the different leaders in the church we regularly have those conversations what are we doing in that area of ministry in that area of church life to build towards that well, I want to ask you this morning, what are you doing to build towards these three areas? What are you doing? So as I unpack them this morning, you can be thinking, yeah, how can I really grab hold? You might feel particularly strong in one of these, or you think, yeah, I've done a lot in that recently. But yeah, it's true, I haven't quite done so much in the others. I want to spur you on. Let's keep pressing on with all three of these, because this is what we're about. And really what they're summing up is three different ways of relating So if you think about his presence, it's about our relationship with God. That is the primary relationship we should all be taking time to invest in before everything else, because everything else flows from that. Otherwise, these two just become duty. If our relationship with God is good and we're dwelling in his presence, we know who he is and who we are, and it will motivate us for the other two. So first and foremost, his presence is about our relationship with God. Secondly, Our community is about our relationship with one another here in this church. And finally, their hope is out of a relationship with those who aren't yet part of this church, who don't yet know Jesus. All three relationships, all different dynamics are so important. So, his presence... That's been a particular focus for us this year as a church. You know, our key verse, hopefully, you know it if you've been around for a while. Our key verse, Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. He's been calling us back afresh. Spend time with me, dwell on me. Know who I am. Know I'm for you. Know that I'm the mighty one. Know that I'm the conqueror. Know that I'm the creator. Know that I'm your father. Know that I'm the sustainer. Know that you're loved by me. Know that you're forgiven. It's so important we take that time to be still, that we dwell in his presence. Yes, together as a church on a Sunday morning, but please, please, don't let this be your only encounter with God during the week. We had the privilege of, of holidaying in America this year. And it was very nice and warm, averaging sort of low 30s every day. And there were hundreds of these tiny little lizards everywhere, on the pavements or subways. No, what is it called? Sidewalks. Sidewalks on the sidewalks and on the bushes, everywhere on the walls, these little lizards. And what were they doing? They were out there basking in the sunshine. You see them, don't you? You see them out and about in hot countries, just basking in the sunshine. Why did they do that? Because they can't heat up their own bodies. They're cold-blooded. They need the warmth of the sun to be able to exist. So they spend time, because it's necessary for them, to receive the warmth from the sun in order to live. We are a bit like that, actually. We need to spend time basking in God's warmth, in his presence, so that we can actually do life well. So I want to say to you this morning, in terms of his presence, let's be like lizards in God's presence. You know, you wouldn't find a lizard just doing a Sunday morning and then keep them going for the rest of the week. They do it whenever they get the opportunity. You can do that too. God invites us, come into my presence when you're on the train, on the commute to work. Come into my presence when you're dropping the kids off at school. Come into my presence as you're working in that classroom. Come into my presence when you're looking through your spreadsheet. Come into my presence when you're emptying the bin or you're doing the washing up. Let's be like lizards. Let's receive his warmth so that we can do life well. Take time to praise him for who he is. Thank him for what he's done and ask him to fill you afresh with the Holy Spirit. In fact, we're going to do that right now. We're going to do things a little bit different. We're going to pause right now. Under each of these, we're just going to have a moment of pause. And for this pause, this break, I just want you to stop. If it helps you, shut your eyes, hold your hands out. Yeah, we've had an extended period singing his praises, and he's been speaking, but here's another moment just for one or two minutes, just stop. I'm going to stop talking and just bask in his presence. What is it you want? What is it you need? Just have a moment with your heavenly Father. Receive his Holy Spirit afresh. Maybe you simply want to say to God, speak to me, Father. I'm listening. Some of you might be very comfortable doing this sort of thing you might be well used to it for others you might be really struggling and wondering on to when am i going to to have that coffee because like with all things it takes practice and i just invite you just to take moments like this in your day regularly to stop and god will speak to you because actually he's speaking all the time the problem is we often don't stop long enough to listen Jesus said in Matthew 11, verse 28, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I just feel he would say that to some of you this morning. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. There's a promise there. You know, so many of us carry such a lot. He promises to give rest. He's the almighty one who's also your father. He'll come alongside you. He'll help carry that burden and give you strength to keep running. Jesus also said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. If that's you this morning, just receive from him. How often do you take time to be still before God? Just to have awe and wonder in his presence. To let your heart be stirred. I'd encourage you to keep doing that. Keep doing that. God loves to break in. He Catches us too. You know, one of the things that uh, Florida, where we were, is particularly renowned for at this Last month or so was thunderstorms. And so every day, pretty much, there was a thunderstorm. The morning would start off well, and the thunderstorm would build. And sometime, probably between three and eight most days in the afternoon, there was a thunderstorm. Really intense, really powerful. In those sorts of moments, you can go, oh, it's a thunderstorm. Or you can go, wow, isn't God amazing? That he's even more powerful than this dramatic event that's taking place. That would come through and within 10, 15 minutes potentially be gone again. Just look for opportunities for things to remind you of God, to be in His presence individually, but also together. You know, we want KCC to be known for being a place where God is and where He's on the move. Because without God, what are we? We're just some club. I never want us just to be a club. There's plenty of those around. I want this to be a place where people come in that door expecting to meet with God. I hope that's your attitude. When you turn off on of Sunday morning, oh, I'm going to hear from God. But We want people who don't yet know him to walk in here and go, whoa, what's going on in here? We will have a part to play in that. If we come ready from our own times with him, when we gather together, just whoa, it's going to be incredible, isn't it? You get a whole load of burning coals together and woof, fire goes. We want to know his presence and his power when we gather but also as we go. Spiritual gifts, signs and wonders. Do you regularly pray for those? Do you pray that God would speak to you for yourself and for others? Because the Bible says eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Eagerly. Oh, you know, if you feel like it, God, maybe one day. Eagerly desire. Are you eagerly desiring the things of him? for you, not just for someone else. Yeah, I'd love you to pray for me, to have that, but pray for yourself too. Let's take time to be with him, dwell on his word. There's loads of opportunities together, obviously Sunday morning, community groups. If you're not in one, speak to me afterwards. We'd love to get you in one. Robin mentioned in the notices about prayer week. This week is an ideal opportunity just to come and be still before God. You might not be able to make every evening, but we'll be there every evening. The office is 8 o'clock till 9.30. Come along. Be before him. Enjoy his presence and cry out for things that are important to him and this church. So please do get in. Come along. Make it a point of being there at least once this week. It should be our first and foremost priority, his presence. Secondly, Our community. So we're seeking God's presence. Secondly, we want to build our community. The Bible describes us, if you're a Christian, as brothers and sisters in Christ. But it's not just a name. It should be about actually what we are. If you think about a family, a human family, brothers and sisters, they spend time together. They do activities together. Yeah, they don't always get on. They have to work things out. But they're together as a family. We want this church to really be family. Welcoming, loving, demonstrating these culture traits to one another. You know, I I would say out of these three, this is probably one that we have historically been really strong at. But we don't want it to go. We want to keep pressing on. There's more. There's more. You know, God's told us he's going to grow this church. There'll be a time when there's more people in this room than now. Or maybe in another room, maybe in our own building. Who knows? But he's told us we're going to be more. And as we grow, it's harder to stay connected with people. We're going to have to work at being community. It's quite easy when we're smaller. But let's keep investing, get things right, so that new people coming in feel welcome and caught up in it, and we're able to cope as God expands us. That's why we plan events together, so that we can build community Things like the church barbecue we had at Dave and Angie's back in July. It's a fantastic time, just being together. We've got our weekend together coming up, 15th to the 17th of November. There should be flies at the back if you haven't got one. We're just adding more details. It's going to be a great time together. We've got Friday evening, we've got optional activities up at Stephenish Leisure Park. And all day Saturday we're at Grace Community Church up in Stevenage. They letting us have the building. We've got guest speakers. We've got people coming to do our kids' work and youth work. And we'll have, have time of dwelling in his presence together, but also just building community, building those conversations with one another. And it takes us all playing our part. Hebrews 10, 25 says this. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now we all have a role to play. You are the church, not just the person next to you, but you as well. Let's consider how we can spur one another on. How can you spur on the person sat on the other side of the room? How can you spur on the others in your community group? Love and good deeds. We all have a part to play. It's about choosing to invest, choose making decisions, regular decisions, conscious decisions to invest. You know, we talk about it in our family. What are you doing to invest in our family? Yeah, you could do something that's on your own, but how can you invest in your in the family? It might involve doing things you don't particularly like doing, but you're doing it because you know it's going to be beneficial for the relationships and the community. It's that desire of wanting to build the relationship and build each other up. That should be our motivation. You know, there's so many ways we can do that. The New Testament has loads of one-anothering phrases. Look it up, Bible Gateway on Google. One another. The Bible talks about loads of practical ways we can one-another to help build community, to invest in community. Loads of opportunities within church life of serving. All areas, the church has so many different activities going on. If you're not yet serving, you could do that as a way of investing into community. You think, how can I get involved? What can I do? It might be that you can't do a regular commitment, but maybe you could get involved on things occasionally. I know the and the kids work at the moment particularly needs people. Speak to your community leader or speak to Christine for Crest, Joanna for Kids Work, if you think you could get involved in that way. But there's all sorts of ways of serving. Other ways you can invest in this community, help build our community. Pray. Pray blessing on one another. Pray for those around you. If, you, if you're in conversation over coffee, you hear someone going through a difficult time, make a little note, either physically get a bit of paper out or on your phone, or just think, yeah, and then pray. You could pray with the person in the moment. You could say, can I just pray for you about that now? Or you could just go, or you could pray during the week as it comes to you, as, things put people, as people put things on the Facebook group. You know, lots of people do say praying. Yeah, let's do it. Let's pray. You can, you can invest in our community by giving. And you know, we want to see generosity abounding amongst us, you can give. I just want to say thank you to everyone who does give financially to this church, because you are so generous in the way you give. We're going to be hearing more at our family meeting uh, in a few weeks' time about some of the details of this last financial year, but safe to say the headline is you're giving far exceeded what we were able to spend last year. (coughs) How good is that? That's amazing. You are so generous. I just want to encourage you, keep giving. It's a way of investing into the community. Another way you can invest in the community is sharing your God stories. Sharing your God stories. When God does something incredible in your life, if you keep it to yourself, one, it doesn't give glory to him, but two, you miss the opportunity to build someone else up. You know, you might think it was only a tiny thing, but if you know that God did something for you, tell someone else. It invests in the community, also helps people have a greater sense of God's presence in their life, lifts their faith, or maybe God will do something in mine too. You are vital to this church. You are vital to this church. Each one of you. God has brought you here for a reason. The Bible talks about us being built together as living bricks. Without a brick in the wall, we get a hole. We want to have our wall complete. We're talking about good walls here rather than any other walls that might be going on right now. God's building us together. Your unique role. You have a role that no one else in this church can fulfill because he's made you to be you. We don't want to miss out. How do you see the church today? Do you see it as somewhere that can meet your needs and your demands and your wants? Or do you see it as somewhere where you can serve and meet those needs of others? And bring glory to God. What's your take on church? We're going to pause right now again. And uh, here's your opportunity to bless other people. I'm going to get you to move. Oh, how dare you. I'm going to get you to move. And I'd like you to go around and bless four or five other people. You haven't got very long. So you're going to go around and you can just say something like, it's great to see you today. Or may God's peace be on you. Just a quick little encouragement, blessing, four or five people, go. (laughs) Fantastic. If you enjoyed doing that and having that done to you, you can do that more over coffee very shortly. You can do that during the week. It doesn't just have to be on a Sunday. You could send someone a text. You could send someone a card. You could pray for them. You can pray with them. There's loads of opportunities to invest in the community. Finally, we're moving on to their hope. I'm aware of the time and there's something I want to do at the end, which we, I want to have time for. Right, okay, so their hope. We are called to be carriers of hope wherever we go. We have incredibly good news. Do you know that? God has set you free. Yes, two people understand that. <laughs> the rest, you need to have more time in his presence, I think. God set you free. Yes. Your sins are forgiven. You are sons and daughters of the King of kings. You're going to be with him forever in the most incredible place you cannot imagine. We have hope and joy and peace forevermore. But a lot of the world doesn't. That is what we're called to. We're called to take what we have, what we know, what we experience to those who don't out there. We don't have to look very far. We don't have to scroll through many news feeds to realise just how broken and hurt our world is. And yet we have the answer. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. That can start with your next door neighbour. It can start with your family member. It can start with the person in your workplace. It can start with the person in the shop. Let's get to it. This is is an area where, as a church, if we're honest, we've not been as strong at. And I want us to keep pressing on. God is not taking his foot off the accelerator in this area with us. You know, we had a word at a church weekend away three years ago now, saying that he was reshaping us to be more missional and more evangelistic. We're there. Robin and Tessie are helping us. Others as well. We want to keep pressing on. All three are important. But we mustn't lose sight. This is what we're about. We spend time in His presence, we build one another up, and we go. We're kingdom carriers. We want to take these culture traits that we all get to enjoy when we're together outside so other people experience it. And they get, wow, I want to know this too. Tell me more. Get that Peggy sheet. Okay, let's get that Peggy sheet. Get the, the things together. Let's get praying, equipping, going, and influencing. We're changing how we do mission weeks. They're not going to be weeks without groups anymore. You're going to be in your community groups getting trained up to then go. You're going to be planning activities together to go. This is what we're called to. If we don't tell people, how are they going to know? We can do it through actions. We do lots of things as a church. Social action stuff, food bank. If you're not involved in food bank and you can, you want to speak to Phil and Louise, we want people to be helping with food bank. Do you know what? So far, the food bank's been open less than two years... And we've fed over 3,800 people in two years. We're meeting people in desperate need. We get to pray with them, we get to give them some light and hope. You can be part of that. That's the way. Little Ones. Little Ones is bursting at the seam, our parent and toddler group. And it has such an incredible reputation in the area. It's being recommended in all sorts of places. I met a young dad there on Thursday who said, We're not going to any other play group. We've tried them, they're rubbish. haven't been myself. I don't want to comment. But he said, this is incredible. This is brilliant. Why do you only charge a pound? You should charge more. I said, well, we don't want to pay. More. We don't want to charge more. We want people just to be blessed. So there's things you can get involved in terms of action. You can love your neighbor. You can use, use the tokens if it helps you. Do acts. Let's get out there changing culture. But we also want to bring hope through our words. Be ready to tell about the good news. And so during, uh, during our mission weeks in groups, we're going to be helping you in that using some of the training material that Robin and Tessie have written. They're incredibly talented. Can we just honour them for their faithfulness? (laughs) Let's pick their brains. If you're unsure, say, give me some ideas. But we're going to be doing it in groups as well, equipping to get out there. Things I've been trying recently, it's very simply, just saying to people who perhaps serve me in the shop or, uh, I don't know, wherever activity, I just say, how are you today? It's a great opener. And they're like, what? Are you asking me? You're just buying things off me. How are you today? Real simple opener. Making a point of thanking people that perhaps wouldn't be thanked. People emptying the bins in the streets. Thanks for doing that. Or the you know, bin man collecting your rubbish. When we were on holiday, um, a number of the cast members, as they call them in the theme parks, um, were from different countries. And I noticed from this man's badge that he was from France. So when he gave me my food, I just said, Merci. Uh, I said, uh, bonjour, ça so, uh, va And he was completely stunned that someone would take the time to speak in his language. I'm glad he didn't want to go too much further because my French wouldn't allow it. <laughs> but he was just really chuffed that I was taking an interest in who he was. We can do that. We can all do that. It's not difficult, but it's a way of bringing hope. People just get kind of treated so badly, don't they? We can change that. I'm rushing because I want to get through it. Right, okay. On your seats, hopefully, there's a yellow piece of paper and a pen. If your chair's got put out a bit later, Liz or you are going to quickly run round. What I want you to do, think of a person, a place, or an organisation that you want to see God move. Okay? A person or a place where you want to see God move. It might be uh, a work colleague. It might be a member of staff. It might be uh, someone you know from a a sports club. Write down the name of a person or a place. Maybe it's your school. Maybe it's your, work, your whole workplace. Maybe uh, it's uh, a, a society you're part of. And write it down. A place where you want to see God move. A person you want to see break breaking with God's love. That's the, hopefully the easy bit. So just write down a word. Person or a place. An organisation where you want to see God move in. Or God touch. Then the harder bit. I want you to ask God what he wants you to do to help bring his kingdom and hope into that person's life or that place. What are you going to do? What action does he want you to do in the next week or so? Okay? So identify the person or the place where you really want to see God move and then ask him how would you like to use me to do that? Because you are in that place, you are connected to that person and you have the opportunity to bring that hope and joy and peace and love and freedom to them because of what you do and say. So name of person or place and what could you do to help bring God to them or that person? And when you've done that, quick prayer to God. It doesn't need to be long. Ask God to give you the strength and the courage and the opportunity to actually go ahead and do it. Okay? Okay. You can obviously take this piece of paper with you, and if you haven't managed to write it all down, you can continue with that at home. So, KCC, we are the King's Community Church. We belong to him, we're for him. We want to be living and serving him through holding on to these values and aiming for these goals. We want to be fostering this culture traits within us. And we want to make sure that everything we do together as a group, but I also want to encourage and spur you on individually, what are you doing to build towards these three areas? His presence, our community, their hope. Making sure you take time yourself just to dwell in his presence. Grab the opportunities that are given to you to invest in our community through acts to one another, individuals and the whole church, and grabbing the opportunities to go, demonstrate God's love through words and actions. I want to finish by reading something to you that I've read a number of times that God gave me a few years ago about our church. This is what I believe God has said to me about our church. This is what I want to see. So I'm going to read it to you as a commissioning to us all. This is what we're about, KCC. I have a dream today. I have a dream of a community where people delight in coming together to worship the King of Kings, not worrying about what others think, but expressing themselves before him wholeheartedly and unreservedly. I have a dream of a community where people eagerly desire spiritual gifts, willingly bringing them to honour their maker and build up each other. I have a dream of a community where people notice when others are missing and seek them out to check on how they are. I have a dream of a community where people rejoice with those who celebrate and grieve with those who mourn. I have a dream of a community where people ask for, give and receive help when they need it without hesitation, reluctance, or embarrassment. I have a dream of a community where people listen, really listen, to those who are sharing needs, physical, material, emotional, mental, or spiritual, and take action to help and support them. I have a dream of a community where people eat great food, enjoy delicious drinks, and have fun together. I have a dream of a community where people welcome, nurture, and make all feel they belong. I have a dream of a community where people choose to lay down their masks and let others see them for who they really are. I have a dream of a community where people encourage, provoke, challenge, respect, and love each other. I have a dream of a community, a family, where older men are encouraged as fathers, younger men treated like brothers, older women respected as mothers, and younger women cared for as sisters. I have a dream of a community which acts as one body with everyone playing their part. I have a dream of a community which has all types of people from all kinds of backgrounds with all sorts of stories. I have a dream of a community where people are captivated and empowered by the love of Christ to go out and tell people who don't yet know him all about who he is and what he has done. I have a dream of a community which is so dynamic and vibrant in all of the above that others can't help but be drawn in. I have a dream today. That's what I dream for. That's my heart and passion for KCC. Church, let's rise. Let's be about God's business. Let's seek him. Let's build community. And let's take the hope that we know to those who don't yet know it. We're going to stand and sing one final song. We were going to have communion together, but we're not Gonna have time today, I don't think. So let's just stand and worship him and keep about what he has said. Hallelujah.